listener production. Like a treaty posting a view of their construction site with the caption, Office for the Day, from wherever you are right now. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Oh, I'll tell you what, the uh, PR people for vapes and not doing a good job. Vapes have been on the decline uh, as a result recently that there are ones with nicotine getting banned in Oz. Yeah. Well, a dentist on TikTok was warning about, uh, have you ever heard of vape tongue? <laughs> no. no. I haven't. It doesn't, doesn't sound good, but it's when you start losing your taste um, because you've vaped so much, according to your UK cosmetic dentist, Dr. Stuart Beggs. Do you lose it or just does everything taste like blueberry? No, it's the opposite. You can't taste the blueberry, apparently. Oh, damn. Yeah, so that so there's different things. Sometimes the taste goes for weeks. Some people are even saying it can sort of disappear for months. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just, a, just another reason to refrain, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. Or you could um, just go and catch COVID and the two wrongs will hopefully make a right and you can taste again. <laughs> get, bo- get both of them in action. <laughs> uh, but, but look, thank you very much for joining us here on All Day Breakfast. Your taste hasn't been affected. Taste in podcasts. <laughs> no, exactly We appreciate right. you joining us on this Wednesday. Um, today, we've had a bit of a discussion and the time is nigh. Um, Bron... Had a little bit of a rough rough start to the week. Um, we're going to be getting into what happens with her at the Logies, which, I mean, after one of the biggest build-ups of all time, certainly left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, <laughs> well, and then this is something that has come as a complete surprise to me because I was not aware of this until we hit record on this podcast today. So, Hang on, did we? Um, no, yeah, we are. This is going to air. Yep, we're good. <laughs> Okay, let's jump in. This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt, you're getting uglier. You don't have to tell me. Bro, I walked into my bathroom the other morning and I looked in the mirror and I just thought, there is an old man in this room. (laughs) The bags under my eyes, bald. Look, you can't. Scrappy face. I was just like, there is someone who crept in last night and replaced me with an old man. You can't count after the Logies. As that. That's it. You get a <laughs> mulligan for that. But no, I don't mean you personally. Oh. I mean you as a human being. Because you just see that uh, facial analysts claims that humans are, as a, as a group, becoming less attractive with every new generation. I don't believe that for a second. I mean, every single... It's just different styles, different tastes of the times, you know? I mean, you look at all those, um, you know, paintings of people from, like, the back in the day, yeah. And everyone's ugly in those paintings. (laughs) There's no no old hot paintings? No, there's no... There's no one looks hot in an old painting. (laughs) Everyone looks hell ugly. Another hot take here on Matt (laughs) Malik's All Day Breakfast... Bow, have you bow, ever, bow, bow, bow. honestly, have you ever, like, is, have you ever seen anyone look hot in those paintings? No, Bro, no one. Henry VIII. Damn, son, oh have you God. seen Henry VIII? What? Are you out of your mind? I'm going to Google Henry VIII. Smoking. Right <laughs> look, Google Henry VIII portrait and you <laughs> tell me. You're, you tell me no. that that guy... He should be called Henry the Ten because that's what he is. He ain't no eight. That guy is ten out of ten, son. All right, well, I might give a pass to... Oh, well, I can't say that because... What? Tutankhamun was, I think, only about 15, but... <laughs> I don't know if that's appropriate. 
Yeah. There's like one or two, you know. Mm. But like everyone else, you well, know. That's, <laughs> you can't, you could can call to come a MILF, a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyways, look, why, why do they think people are getting uglier? I don't know. I haven't read further. <laughs> I mean, is it is this a plastic surgery thing? No, look. Because Shafi Hassan, who founded Sydney's facial aesthetics consultancy firm Quoves, sought to answer the question, uh, which was posted in a YouTube short recently. The video sparked a follow-up question asking why the old high school yearbook contains so many attractive people in the old high school yearbooks. And uh, Shafi reckons with 70% of the Western world having some kind of malocclusion, which is a misaligned upper and lower teeth, or a recession, much like this, is a very good explanation Oi. for why faces are becoming less and less attractive as time goes on. I've got a bit of a malocution. I think. What is it? Shafi. I've got a bit of a malocution. I've got a little mis- misaligned upper and lower teeth when I put them together. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, they're a little bit, they're a little bit. That's also because I got punched. They misaligned your teeth. Then they get healed properly. So whoever... The guy who did it out the front of Family Nightclub in Brisbane back in 2006, mm. right? Wait, You're ma'am. the reason why I haven't, why I never got the modelling contract. <laughs> why, the, why the human race is being on average. There's another one saying beauty bias, the pictures of ugly people, quote unquote, are less likely to be seen publicised compared to their more attractive counterparts. So maybe it's back in the day, people get the cameras out and, um, you know, they're taking photos of absolute stunners, you know, top of the tree, and now everyone's got a photo. So it's just the market's saturated. Oh, and on average, it's yeah. further down. Maybe that's what's going on. It's kind of like opinions. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Opinions in, because, in, the, in 2023 as like, well. Yeah, yeah, there used to be a lot more <laughs> better opinions out there. And now, because everyone can have one. There's the same amount of good opinions. It's just <laughs> flooded with bad as well. Just absolutely <laughs> ugly-ass opinions. <laughs> You're like... Who let this fugly opinion out? <laughs> Get it back in. That opinion is minging. <laughs> We've got to get rid of it. Guy, have you, have, you, have you considered, you know, getting the knife out and just having a <laughs> little bit of a nick on, on that opinion, opinion please? Please. It's awful. Do us all the fun. <laughs> actually, we need someone to come in and do an opinion augmentation on this because as it stands, Holy moly. not fit for public consumption. <laughs> all right, well, there's the news. Let's keep on trucking, shall we? This is All Day Breakfast. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Well, as we hit record on this segment, Alex Dyson, our producer Bron, has somewhat of a, a mischievous smile on her face as she cups both of her cheeks with her hands. Mate, I think you're the only one that doesn't know. I, th- I think I am because suddenly I got a, you know, the, in the group chat, the old, there was a few questions being flung around and I had to ask, wait, what's going on? Mm. Well, uh, it's been a couple of days, so I think, Bron, are you comfortable talking about what happened? The dust has settled a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> well, it's okay. So it's not often when that you get the uh, the message that says, don't listen to this episode today. Well, yeah, the, uh, the, the Logies package, obviously you record at the Logies, 
Um, and then you send it out to uh, Link, our incredible editor, and he, you know, burns the midnight oil to get it ready for a show. So Matt hasn't had the opportunity to hear the... Uh, I mean, you were there, so you know kind of what happened with Bron at the Logies. What, what happened I mean, from your perspective, Matt? Well, I saw Bron talking to a couple of people. You know, we pulled aside some people when I was uh, chatting to her and... You know, some some heavy hitters, Tony Armstrong, mm. Shayna Blaze. She saw her chatting to Joel Creasy, Miff Warhurst, mm. and Rowe. And, um, and, yeah, I'm assuming that it was all included in the Logies package that we played on Monday. But then I got the call up saying, hey, Matt, just a heads up, don't listen to today's ep. <laughs> Ron, do you want to recap for any for Matt and anyone else who missed Monday's show um, how your Logies day was? Because, you know, you very kindly said, I'll be fine by myself to go to the Logies. And I was like, great. We'll send Ron off there. You're on the red carpet. Exclusive correspondent. Mm-hmm. What happened? Yeah, so it might have turned out that I might have needed a little bit of supervision um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> on, no. on the red carpet. Well, okay. first, let's start with the, the tumble. Because oh, yeah, you Matt were... doesn't know about that. That happened after I saw you and I forgot to tell you. Did you have a stack? I stacked it, like, right at the beginning of the night. Let's just say, let, lucky the carpet was red because Broad was bleeding from the knee. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. How did this happen? I, like, got stuck in the pavement somehow and I just, like, hit the deck so hard. And just... Was it in front of anyone? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. And they were doing that thing of, like, Oh, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) That real patronising thing, you're just like, everyone leave me alone. They wanted to look concerned, but they just had their Logies fillers, so they couldn't uh, (laughs) feel concerned for you. They were all, like, trying to hold back laughter. It was so embarrassing. That was how it started. So you pick yourself up, dust yourself off, Mm -hmm. find your way to the carpet. Yep. And then I was feeling, I was a bit frazzled at that point. I mm. just felt stacked it, was in a bit of pain, but I was like, I'm going to push through this. Um, so did a bit of a test on the, on, the, on the Zoom mic. And then I think what's happened was I've put it in my bag. And as I've gone to put it in my bag, I'm assuming it's just flicked the off switch. Okay. <laughs> so, so what we do have recording of is me figuring that out. <laughs> and none of the interviews. Ab- absolutely none of them. None of them. So, so can we just can we just have a quick listen to what we do have? The worst might have happened. I think I didn't record this whole thing. It said recording and I can see the things go up and down and it, the light was on but it's like not letting me stop. I feel like it's not there. Oh my god. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. And I am sorry. <laughs> Look, it's all right, Brian. It would have been the worst moment. I mean, we've all been there. Take <laughs> us to the moment oh you realised. Because I, like, hot flushes is what I get in those kind of moments. I just, I get really hot. My face goes red. What were you feeling at the time? Yeah, so all all that was happening. So how I figured it out was I was feeling like, oh, this is great. You know, we got a lot of great stuff. I was like, oh, this is going to be an amazing package. <laughs> What's a particularly memorable one? Um, what did happen? 
Oh, we pulled Shayna Blaze aside. Bron got a free consultation <laughs> from one of Australia's best interior designers. Because you're renovating your house at the moment. Yeah, we're doing a renovation. I'm calling it. Um, <laughs> so Bron pulls aside one of Australia's most famous interior yeah. designers. A little bit of do you eat pizza with your, you know, knife and fork. I'm not sure if I asked her about peeing in the shower, but I did <laughs> no, ask a lot of people dare, that. I wouldn't dare, not the Queen. <laughs> Absolutely no. not. But then... You asked, also, by the way, I'm renovating uh, a bathroom. I need to know whether I should put a dual vanity, a dual basin underneath a wide vanity, or just keep it single. To which Shana replies, oh, I mean, this is such a tough question. I, I couldn't tell you. It depends on how wide the cabinet is. Bron immediately goes, 1,500. <laughs> We're getting down um, to the centimeters. We're getting down the millimeters. Millimeters, exactly. Straight away. Shana's like, oh, uh, okay, uh, Uh, maybe, (laughs) maybe just put the single in. You don't want to waste all that. You don't want to take up too much space. You don't want to clutter the space. I think Mm. it was right. Mm. So we're getting, we are getting some of the best advice you can ask for. That's a that's a consultation. Any other day of the week, if it wasn't Logie's day. Shane is chucking you the invoice for a couple of grand, I reckon, yeah, for, that for that advice. I had to shoot my shot with Yeah, Shana. definitely. <laughs> so you did that. You realise none of this is recorded. No. But the good news is the day isn't lost, Bron, because Matt O'Kine did say, you know, I'll get you in into an after party. Like, well, you just got to turn up. You just got to be there. And Matt, did, did that eventuate as well? Okay, look. So after the red carpet, we had to go past the checkpoint where they checked our entry cards. Mm. Okay. Then we went into the casino. At which point there was some more big, burly security guards mm. with another entry point. Okay? They had to show the entry card again. Then we went up a flight of escalators. Then there was some more people checking entry cards. Then we finally got in to enter the actual event and there were more people checking entry cards. And all I could think this whole time was, I had no chance of getting brought <laughs> into this thing. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, well, as a pedestrian headline here that says some influencer bought a general admission ticket to the Logies and ended up just on the red carpet and getting in. Well, I didn't realise that there even was general admission. They were sitting way up in the bleachers. Mate, nosebleed section. Dear, oh I wouldn't dear. want to put bronze sinuses through that. <laughs> well, didn't make it into the after party. We didn't have some audio, um, but I wasn't there to help out as well. So I'm very sorry about that. Everyone kept asking about you. They go, you know Alex is on the red carpet. I said, no, he's not. I know he's not. He bailed. <laughs> this whole thing was a disaster. Well, luckily, in the, the dust, in the sediment of this, I have managed to contact a few friends, Bron, who wanted to pass on a, a little message to you. Uh, so we do have some audio and uh, here it is. Hello, Bron. It's your old pal, and best friend, Reese Nicholson. Look, I'm, I'm sorry uh, that the footage has disappeared, that the audio has disappeared. I wouldn't feel too bad about it, though. To be honest, I'd had a couple of wines by the time we were doing ours. I'm not too clear on what I said. The only thing I am sad about is that no one will ever know now that yours was the only interview I did where I was wearing exactly the same dress as Abby Chatfield and then I changed. So that's the only thing people are really missing from ours, but don't worry about it. We all work in Australian media. (laughs) Ron, how are you? I'm so sorry. I heard a 
about your Logies experience and the audio f**k-ups. And I'm just so sorry that that happened to you. But you know what? Maybe if Matt O'Kine got you an actual Logies <laughs> ticket, then that never would have happened. But it's so hard when your fate is left in incapable hands, isn't it? So hopefully the next one is better. And I really want to catch up with you at that one. I love you. Oh, I love Aisha. <laughs> Aisha from Blow Deck. Hi, Bron. Zan Roy here from Double J Radio, ABC TV, all your favourite podcasts that aren't on Listener. It was so good to meet you the other night. Great interviewing. I felt like you really got to the heart of the questions that, you know, people aren't asking on the red carpet. Like, do you eat your pizza with a knife and fork? I mean, no one else is asking that, but you dared to ask the question. And I hope that you are faring okay after the Logies that went for about three years. It was my first Logies. I loved being there. I loved meeting you on the night. And I think you're a great journo and producer. All the best, mate. I'm sure our paths will cross again soon. Maybe one day when I do a listener podcast. Bye. Bron, hey, it's Sam Mack here from Channel 7 Sunrise TV Weatherman. Just wanted to say a huge thank you for that chat on the red carpet on Sunday night. Um, wow, we got into some pretty heavy stuff, didn't we? And, and obviously I shared that, that big exclusive and I shared, um, well, I, I guess I shared a lot of things that I wasn't planning to, but I know that it's all going to make some pretty big news when you air the interview. So I just wanted to follow up to see when you'll be airing it. And again, to point out, I wasn't planning on sharing it with you on the red carpet, but I just, I guess I just felt comfortable with your interview style. It just made me feel really relaxed and it just all came out. It all came flooding out. So yeah, some, some massive reveals in that chat. So really looking forward to, to when you'll be airing it all. The other little side note, I did have an approach from Oprah. Uh, her producers wanted to get me on to share my big news. But again, I just felt like, just felt right with you. So um, you've got it all there, ready to go. So I can't wait to uh, put it all out to the world. It's going to be massive. Well done again. You're an absolute pro. <laughs> so there we go, Bron. <sighs> wow. I can't believe you got all that together on your own without me. <laughs> yeah. I know, I produced it myself. It's actually quite hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> the stars loved chatting to you. There is the evidence. You know, you would have, would have heard it in the, in the actual interview, but there is the evidence. You were going for some hard-hitting questions. You you bailed Tony Armstrong up about The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. And he was... <gasps> you asked him if he was going to be The Bachelor. He was looking like a, you know, fresh ruckman in the middle of it, just ducking and weaving. <laughs> ducking and weaving. <sighs> uh, the, the adequate responses needed to get the scoop. But anyway, you did well. You were going hard. And look, thank you very much, Alex Dyson, for putting something together. Uh, even though you couldn't be there on the night, you're there in spirit uh, today, in today's episode. So thank you very much. Uh, Bron, you owe me about 15,000 virgin points <laughs> um, for the flight and one Uber from the SCA studios to the casino because that was an incredible waste of my time and money. All right, thank you very much. I'm sorry. <laughs> Melt toast. All day breakfast. 
Well, Matt, my nights have been uh, less full of controversy ever since the uh, Ashes Test Series between Australia and England finished up five matches over over a month. Oh, this Prime Minister's weighing in, talk show hosts, former cricketers. It was quite a little while there. I tell you what, for a, uh, a country that likes pretty bland food, this has been spicy, hasn't it? <laughs> Certainly has, and it went out with a, went out with a bit of a bang the other night. Um, with England claiming the fifth test, meaning that it was two two in the end with a draw, a rained out draw, which meant given Australia won the last series, we retained the Ashes. So um, sucked in. But <laughs> the, <laughs> I was watching the last night, and the controversy continued. There was the captain of England catching a ball, going to throw it in the air, but hitting his knee and dropping it. And the umpire was like, nah, you are. You're, you're cooked, mate. That's no catch. Didn't control it. I can't it. believe that. It was so funny. I was laughing out loud at the television. Not to mention the English coach, Brendan McCullum, had said, you know, after that whole run-out gate mm-hmm. um, that happened before, he said, you know, we won't be having beers with, any, any, with them anytime soon. And then, you know, two nights ago when, when the game was over... Uh, they actually, they didn't, they didn't have a drink with them. No beers. No, and they, they usually, it's like, it's tradition to have a drink in the dressing rooms afterwards. And uh, England, apparently, this is, they said, no, it's not that we were trying to dog them. It's just that we had, our wrap-up took longer than expected because, you know, we had a few people retiring and stuff. But, uh, ooh, I don't know. Well, Seems it could like be because... Held true to their word. Also in the final test, uh, former Australian captain Ricky Ponting took aim at the umpires because... Cop this, one of the balls that England was bowling with, sometimes they get knocked out of shape and they're like, oh, we need a circular ball at least. But there's a box of used balls, right? And you go along and you pick out the ball that looks the most similar to the age of the one that you're replacing. But the one that they chose, Matt O'Kine, looked strikingly newer than one that England were using, all right? Oh, my God. Which, you know, for those who don't know cricket, the older the ball gets, the less sort of movement around, the, the slower it is through the air, the easier it is to bat with. So cricket people, balls are like humans, apparently. The, you know, the older they get along, the uglier they're getting, <laughs> apparently, according to the story we just said. So this this ball was starting to look a little bit <laughs> not great. The original ball was Matt O'Kine in the mirror, and then <laughs> uh, they bring out bloody Nazim Hussain. <laughs> We, we can see what you're trying to do here, but this is far too fresh, tr- far too attractive. And, and works a lot a lot more. So, I mean, it, it, when the photos, it does look like a much nicer ball, without a shadow of a doubt. And even the former English players, Mark Butcher, says, well, they, as in the Australian fans, they've got a point here um, when it comes to being a little bit confused as to why the umpires would have chosen this particular thing to try and replace. It's like, it is, it's as if the, the the little kid's guinea pig died. It's like, you're sure we'll replace it. And you're like, hang on, our old guinea pig was old and decrepit. <laughs> You've brought in this new one. We can tell it's different. Oh, I don't know. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Choose a ball that looks similar to the that one that looks that was, exactly uh, the same. Yeah, but sometimes you don't have that, you know. I've always wondered how do they even get balls that look look the same. But I think when games finish early, you know, turn, go to the gutter on this one, are you? <laughs> no, 
I've been trying not to. <laughs> you get balls that look the same. All right, you know what? I'm I'm retiring <laughs> on that. You're a bit lopsided there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, nothing wrong with it. No, it's true. Um, so uh, we we decided to ask you. We decided to ask you. Um, you know, when have you tried to replace something without anyone noticing? Mitch. Mitch has done the old water top up in the vodka bottle from Mum's stash when he was a teenager. Oh my god! Mm. I think I think a lot of us have done that, and I remember it happening to me once. Mm. I think some uh, some old flatmates or something did it to me. <gasps> it just means that when you go and have a vodka, you're like, this is just water. Like it's so annoying. Yeah, you just wish they'd told you because now they've just ruined your vodka. Yeah, just tell me you're drunk it so I can get some new ones so <laughs> yeah. that when I feel like vodka, I could have that. Instead of, yeah, just having this watery stuff. Belinda, my husband replaced the kid's pet budgie when it unexpectedly died while they were at school. The new budgie was much bigger and fatter. I just said it had eaten a lot that day. <laughs> <laughs> just top up the bird seed bowl so it's overflowing. Yeah, no, little, budgie's hungry today. Pudgy budgie. <laughs> Jake also said he scratched my dad's Radiohead vinyl, took me ages but replaced it without him knowing. Ooh. Yeah, Jake, if Dad caught you doing that, you wouldn't be Kid A anymore. You'd be down at Kid Buddy X or Y or Z, mate. You would be in the bad books. Radiohead fans are very precious about their vinyl. Goodness gracious. Well, what about when uh, I actually dropped that guy's Logie? I mean, no, no, that guy's oh, Aria. Yeah, poor old Hugo. Hugo, sorry, Hugo. I saw we Hugo the other day. <laughs> he told that story. <laughs> I dropped his, Ari, his uncle's Aria filming and then I thought... Well, I got one at home. I'll replace. I'll replace. Just quickly, I'll take the bent one. I'll just. I'll swap just take the plates. I, yeah, and now your uncle's got the best comedy performance of 2015. <laughs> That's it. Um, Sean says my ex replaced me, but I noticed the change when I found him in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that. Uh, yeah, hope you recovered from that one, Sean. And Marlo said. I dated an Aussie when I was 18, moved back home with a different Aussie at the age of 32, and people still think it's the same guy. Oh, wow. Mm. So when all the families start referring to old stories that you, um, that you, all the good times you had together, you go, no, no, that was, that was my predecessor. Well, I mean, to be fair, people still call me Tom on the street, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it's more in their heads than your than you know yours. Could be. Well, thanks for everyone to get in touch. If you want to keep an eye on our Insta stories, Matt.n.alex, we love getting you and your stories as part of the show. Until then, let's keep trucking. Listener.